What matters most in life? How can one know? What I may think may not be yours at all. What matters most in life? Well, indulging in the Pottervision podcast, I can only assume. Mad listeners sat round together, holding hands, hundreds of them together, smiling, nodding, laughing in unison as they hear tale of Tom and Lucas talk about their travels, their readings. (laughs) Is that how you all do it? Do you all listen together or do you do it on your own? This is episode 68, right? Can you believe we have come this far? I can't. I truly can't. Episode 68. What if we just stop now? Would you like that? Wouldn't be nice, would it? (laughs) I've got it in me too though I can pull the plug at any minute Well, I'll carry on for a bit Maybe I'll think about it this week I'll think about it But this is episode 68 What a joy this was to record Right, if you're enjoying the pod Please help us grow this damn show Tell a friend Leave us a review Rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify, uh, we're going on tour. Hey, if you live in Denby and you know 150 people who also do, <laughs> why not come see us on tour? Go to partvision.com for a full list of tour dates. Where else are we going? We're going to Leeds, all over. If you'd like to support us any further, you can go to patreon.com and that's how you gain access to our exclusive little club. Become a baby, become one of our babies and receive a kiss or five from myself. Uh, Yeah, that's all I've got left to say for this week. Why must I wait any further? Allow me to introduce episode 68. Hello, who's your lady friend? Who's the little lady by your side? I saw you with the girl or two. Oh, 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 I am surprised at you. Hello, hello, what's your little game? Don't you think your ways you're all to mend? It isn't the girl I saw all you right, in the Brighton. That's, that's enough, that's enough. We're in Brighton. Hello, welcome to the Pottervision podcast. We're on episode 68 Chapter 11 of Book 4, Aboard the Hogwarts Express. Mm. It's the podcast for every week. Tom, I don't know if you agree, but we talk about Harry Potter, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Now, Tom, you'll be hearing a lovely rustle. Uh, we've decided to treat ourselves to a snack before we start. Tom has got a Twix, and I have got a Twirl. Twix, Twirl. Tom, how are you, me old pal? I'm well. My mouth is empty. I'm <laughs> gazing out of a Brighton window. Oh, come on, <laughs> You devil, you saw me took a bite, and then you asked me a question. What a sneaky little trick. You've been full of tricks today, if you don't mind me saying. Listeners, we are in Brighton. Right, we got here last night. We had an agenda. We said to ourselves, we're going to be up. Bright and early. We're going to get loads of things done, right? <laughs> but Lazy Bones over here wakes up at the crack of like 10 a.m. Says, oh, I want breakfast, I want breakfast. So I go, all right, we'll go to the nearest place. He goes, no, I want expensive breakfast, I want expensive breakfast. Didn't you? No. <laughs> so, you didn't tell me where you were going and you led so us to a place. We walked off an hour away, had a delicious breakfast. It oh, was it like was good. A fair amount, right? Your standard US breakfast, pancakes, uh, bacon, sausage, eggs, and potato things. Potato things. Oh, it was nice. It was like having two meals in one. It was lovely. Then, Pottervision boys, I'm right in saying this, we waddled like penguins back to our hotel room, didn't we? We could barely walk. We were like Harry Potter after the feast. Mm. Walking, talking, chatting, Mm. walking, talking, stalking each other. So we said, right, 
I go to Lucas. I've written my Potter Vision notes. Have you written yours? He goes, no. Hang on a minute. You haven't written any Potter Vision notes. That's not the story I'm telling. You're telling a different story. I'm telling my version of events, aren't I? Yeah. Right. I go to him. Have you written... <laughs> You're not written your Potter Vision notes, have you? He goes, no. So he goes, write them now. Sit at the desk, pal. Put a light on. Read your book. Make your notes. You know? He starts... Uh, it's like this chapter is like three pages. He starts reading. <laughs> he starts reading and he goes tired now want sleep I go do you pal he goes yeah big yawn in me and he does a fake yawn like this mmm <laughs> and what did you do you got in bed didn't you yeah I agree with this I got in bed and had a nap for an hour you had an hour nap mm. he wakes up another fake yawn I'm like what's he doing I know he's been asleep <laughs> why is he faking right like a little toddler and then I go, you okay? And he goes, Martina, Martina. I go, what about her, pal? He goes, Martina, I miss Martina, Martina. <laughs> and then I go, what are you going to do? He goes, I'll call her. No, I'll get on a plane. I go, why don't you just call her? He goes, okay, I'll call her. And you go out and you have a phone call, don't you? Yeah, I talked to Martina for half an hour and go on a walk. And you did a workout, didn't you? I go, do you want to finish your notes? He goes, no, 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 no. Me, 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 me. <laughs> so that we're losing the light, this gorgeous light that we need to record a video. Otherwise, it'll look bad. And uh, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Can I just say, listeners, uh, that's exactly what happened. We woke up at 10. I demanded an expensive <laughs> breakfast. I, Tom had already done all of his notes, I went for a nap, and then I went to talk to Martina. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. now we're here, yeah. ready to discuss the next chapter of the Harry Potter books. We're in Brighton, and uh, if you live in Brighton, hello. Hello. Uh, we're at the Travel Lodge. Uh, you won't be able to kill us in time, because by the time this goes out, we'll be gone. But we're across from a beautiful green park. And can I just say what a gorgeous place Brighton is. It makes every place I've ever lived in my life look like a huge pile of garbage, right? (laughs) Nowhere in Manchester looks like this. Manchester looks like a hellhole. I tell you, we've seen some beautiful buildings. Curvy exteriors, attractive interiors. Lovely, and lots of variety as well. Nothing looks the same. There's lots of different types. Keep going. Uh, big ones, small ones, ones as big as your head. I don't like this. Oh. There's lots of nice places to look at. Mm. Mm. But everyone's nice. Remember for this breakfast, we went to a little place called The Breakfast Club. Might be a chain, might not. I know the other ones exist. Yeah. But is a chain more than one restaurant? Or is it, it like, yes. you have to be owned by a big conglomerate? Uh I think three or more is counted as a chain. We sit down and the waitress goes to us. She looks at us genuinely and goes, oh, rough night. (laughs) She thought we'd been out drinking last night. She went, have you been on the booze as well? (laughs) No. No? We just look like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Do you mind putting up your mask? You two are ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we had a bloody lovely breakfast, like we said, mm. and uh, and now we're here, and we're ready. We're not just here on a jolly. We're putting it down as a business expense because we're here to do a show. We've got a sold-out show tonight at Comedia Comedy Club. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. what's new with you? What's new with me? I'm trying to think. Uh, getting ready for me uh, wedding for the legal ceremony, which is in about two weeks tomorrow. Uh, Stupidly, I booked the wrong the wrong month for my flight, so I thought I'd booked for the 2nd of February, but I booked for the 2nd of March. So I had to change them emergency last night, do you remember? Mm. Uh, but that's all sorted, I'm excited, I've bought my suit now for that one. Um, I just need a tie to go with it, and uh, I need a new pair of black shoes. But that's going to be my job for this week, but I've got the suit sorted, so I feel happy now. Wonderful. Wonderful. You helped me look a bit, didn't you? Yeah. And then uh, gave me a good idea of what I needed. And then I went again into Manchester last weekend. And, hey, I tell you this. Somebody tried to uh, intimidate me into wearing a suit. Tell me more. (laughs) I went to this shop, right, and he looks at me. He goes, what you want? Mm. And I said, I want a suit for my wedding. I'd like it to be black. And I'd like it to look nice. He goes, oh, right. He went, what you want? Yeah, yeah. He says, what you want? 
I said, I want it to look nice. He goes, oh, right, nice suits. So this kettle's not distracting, is it? Yeah. Just wait a sec. So you went into the suit shop. A man says to you, what you want? What you want? What you want? I said, I want a suit. It needs to be black and it needs to look nice. Mm. He says, all right, the nice suits are this way. So he takes me over to the nice suit section. And he goes, right, let's have a look at you then. Don't measure me, but he goes, right, I think you're this size. So he goes to have a look. He goes, right, this one. Right, so I think, right, I'll put it on. So I try on the suit and uh, it's all right, don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> oh, all yeah. right, but for my wedding, you've got to love it, haven't you? You've got to fall in love with the suit, but mm. I wasn't in love with it. I just thought it looked all right. So... Uh, and the waist was a bit funny, the way it fit on me. And then he said, oh, yeah, we'll have to have it um, adjusted, but we'll have to do it today. We'll have to do it today. And I said, oh, I want to try a few more suits on. And he goes, look, this is the only one we've got in your size. We're in a suit shop that's got three floors in it. And, hey, I'm not thing, but I'm not bloody Augustus Gloop. He's this... not Augustus Gloop. I'm not Augustus He's Gloop. He's not a little fat boy. He goes... He goes, this is the only black suit we've got in your size. You have to buy it today. And I was like, I've got to go. Mm. He goes, mm. gets annoyed with me. Ah, uh, Yeah. Uh, Puts his hand up like that. He goes, oh, as if uh, I wasted his time. Oh, my God. Tell me more. And then I went to Moss Bros. And they were very nice. And that's where I got my suit from. That's where we originally went, wasn't it? It's where we originally went. But they had more choice in uh, uh, the Manchester one. Oh, that's good, then. They had two floors. What colour tie did you end up getting? I've not got it yet. Ooh. Ooh. He told me a secret story where a man was trying to get him this bombastic tie, but Lucas is not a bomb. He don't want the attention on the wedding. Lucas no. wants the attention to be on the bride. He, do <laughs> he yeah. don't want the attention to be on him. I'm not a bombastic man. He didn't want, like, some Homer Simpson tie. Homer's eating a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he was trying to get... Because he was trying to tell... Because I had... Right, the waistcoat of the suit... The suit is black, but the waistcoat is a lovely dark green, and the lining of the suit is a lovely dark green. So in my head, I was like, well, I'll get a lovely dark green tie, and mm. it'll all match, and it'll look like one suit. Yeah. But he's like, hey, you don't want a lovely dark green tie, because then people won't be looking at you at the wedding. <laughs> He says, you need this brightly coloured, crazy patterned paisley tie, or this one that looks like your Nana's carpet. I'm like, no, I don't want that. But then, I didn't want to disagree with him and buy the tie I'd already seen, so I just left. Good Lord. I know. And he told me I needed pointy shoes. I was like, I'm not wearing winkle pickers to my wedding. What does it all mean? Very good. I know. So, I decided... It flustered me a bit, that. So uh, I had myself a meal and then decided I didn't want to keep shopping. So I'm going to go again next weekend and, uh, well, next week and try and get it sorted. You're a fantastic, lovable boy. Thank you. <laughs> That's very nice of you to say. What makes you say that? Well, you know, going about doing your business. Me, on the other hand, I've just been driving some bag of bones about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four and a half hour journey last night. Um... We were crying laughing at some points. Jesus Christ. We make each other laugh, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. We, you wouldn't know this listening to this podcast, but we make each other laugh, don't anyway. we? Yeah, what? What do you want to talk about today? I don't know. I was thinking maybe Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to do this, but uh, I could uh, do the rundown if you want. Take it or leave it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you then. Chapter 11, aboard the Hogwarts Express. Oh, there's a bit of a gloom in the Weasley house because they're going to school. It's the end of the holidays. Oh, oh. Arthur's been taken off to work suddenly because some bloke called Mad-Eye Moody has his magic bins have attacked somebody and have, you know, aroused the suspicion of muggles. So he has to go and sort it out. Anyway, they go off in three taxis to the King's Cross station and they're waved off by the other Weasleys. Goodbye, goodbye. And Charlie's like, mm, I'll see you soon. What's that all about? Yeah. And they're hinting at something that we don't know about, something that's going to be happening in Hogwarts. Mm. Anyway, they get on the train and they're talking about all these other schools. There's Durmstrang, there's Bow Battens. Oof. Why are we mentioning them, I wonder? They're never going to 
turn up in the story. Next minute, Malfoy turns up and he has a go at Ron. <laughs> he looks at his robes. Oh, look at these robes. You're a gimp. And then they get off the train. It's raining and they get on the horse-drawn carriages. Invisible horses, mind. And they go off to the gates of Hogwarts Castle. And that was aboard the Hogwarts Express. Do you disagree? I agree. He agrees. Hey! I agree. What a chapter. What a chapter. It was a, it was a cutie. Oh, it was a cutie. Small, but perfectly formed. The children woke up and put on their normal clothes. Jeans, t-shirts, jumpers. Jumpers. For they will change into their wizard robes on the Hogwarts Express. You ever noticed any changing rooms on them Hogwarts Expresses? <laughs> I think they are just getting into their undies in the carriages. They're doing it primary school style, aren't they? Remember, oh, yeah. Remember primary school? Yeah. Where PE, you just get changed in the classroom. Boys on one side, girls on the other. No peeping. <laughs> you promise, lads, to look out that window at all times. Girls, you promise to look at that Roman display on the wall. All right? Tell me about the Romans. You're not to look at each other. Do you know what? I feel like primary school history is so much more interesting than secondary school history. Tell me more. Oh, year one, it's the Romans. Year two, it's the Egyptians. Year three, it's the Celts. I'm sure we did World War Two every year of secondary. Seemed like it, didn't it? <laughs> and it's a gloomy bit of history. Oh. A, a gloomy period of time, if you don't mind me saying. Go on, man, there's no sniff of a pharaoh in high school. <laughs> What's that all about? Oh, making me sad. I remember some kids in high school were mummifying bottles of pop to make it look like a, uh, a mummified cat. Well, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? I don't remember doing that. I remember the classic in geography making a uh, volcano out of vinegar. That's Whoa! Lo that's lovely. Did I ever tell you the volcano story that I made? It rings a bell, but please tell us the volcano story that you made. Oh, Has well, someone got the credit? No, I'm worried I've told this before but in year six they said everyone has got to do a project right? yeah yeah and i tell you what if you've heard this before what a nice little reminder here it is again <laughs> everyone's got to do a project right and the project was meant to be like a folder where you've written about something yeah 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 I half listen. I don't know if you know this about me. Yeah, you half listen, don't I've you? I've done it ever since I was a little boy. I've got this condition called selective hearing and there's no known cure. It's a disability. Yeah, yeah. And you can't claim for it. No, no. Right, so I said to myself, well, I've got to do a science project, I guess. And so I went home and I go, Daddy, I've got to make a volcano. Yeah. And Dad goes, right then, let's get making your volcano. And my dad spearheaded the project and started making a volcano over the period of a few weeks. He had a chicken wire, <laughs> paper mache, yeah, painting it, little village at the bottom. It was a big boy. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a right, right. project, this. <laughs> it was a big boy. Made it the inside so it would uh, spurt out... Um, you know, vinegar, baking soda, yeah, yeah, yeah. and red food colouring, so it looked like lava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so my dad was like, when are you taking this volcano into school? Weeks were passing. Yeah. And by this time, I'd realised I wasn't, I didn't need to make a volcano. I'd done some other project where I'd written about something. And I went, oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't need to do that. <laughs> and in a moment of pure spite that defines my dad, yeah, he burnt the volcano on a fire. <laughs> You've never told that story before. Have I not? <laughs> the, how many hours do you reckon your dad worked on it for? I don't know. Six or something, eight hours? Bloody oh, hell. And did you even try it to see if it worked? Oh, it worked. Oh, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that funny? Burn it on a fire. Amazing. I, lo I love it. My dad is a man of lessons. He taught me a lesson that day. Yeah. That he will burn things if scorned. Yeah, that's a great lesson to learn. He will burn things if scorned. You have been warned. Yeah. Well, the boring, more boring lessons that my dad has taught me is how to close a door without slamming it. That's a good lesson, though, isn't it? <laughs> that was a boring lesson. <laughs> 
where he demonstrated several times and then made me do it. Brilliant. Several uh, times. But that's what you got to do. you got to show. You've got to let them try it. And then you coach. Boy was 11. Boy was 11. That's, that's the perfect time to learn how to close the door nicely. Yeah. Were you a slammer before then, were you? <laughs> no, we were just letting the handle go. So like we had them like, you know, handles that you go like that. Oh, yeah. And so we'd, as soon as it was down, we'd go, and it'd oh, go, and it, dong. Oh, yeah, that'd be irritating for any father. Wow. More so for my dad. Yeah. And he burnt the door handles on the fire. He burnt the door <laughs> handles on the fire. Oh, perfect lessons. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we can all learn something from your dad. How burn not, something. How not to father. How... <laughs> burn things you don't like yeah but yeah yeah but I suppose yeah primary school was the most fun time to be a student it was the time to be alive to be honest never in my life have I ever enjoyed being in education that's sad isn't it not one bit not one class I've ever gone that was great yeah. I've always preferred to not be there and you think oh some people want to learn by you know being outside and doing things I've never enjoyed work either I'd like to be <laughs> inside yeah alone maybe uh, just watching telly that sounds lovely <laughs> Being inside, alone, watching telly. You get these people in life who love bragging, don't you? Oh, yeah. They go, oh, I'm doing this. I don't like being, I don't like doing nothing, mate. I like being busy. I, I, like, I don't like doing nothing. I just want to be busy. Oh, it's fine for you to do nothing. Yes, it is fine. And I bloody <laughs> like it. He bloody likes it. It's nice to do nothing. Yeah. And you know better than me because you like doing things. I do like doing things. You might be wealthier than me. Yeah. Beyond my wildest dreams. But are you better than me? No. Some would argue yes. <laughs> Get a bit rambly this, isn't it? Hey, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I want more. They... <laughs> Arthur Weasley is talking to Amos Diggory through the fireplace. And Harry had to shut his eyes hard and open them again because he couldn't believe what he was seeing. Huh? Oh, yeah, we can actually do visual things. Huh? <laughs> 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 Nothing phases Harry. What did it look like? It looked like a large egg, a large bearded egg, didn't it? Like a large bearded egg, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> there is no way of describing what Harry saw. It looked like a large bearded egg. He's seen Amos Diggory before. He knows what he looks like. Yeah. Bold with a beard. Bold with a beard. But having seen his face in a fire... Yeah. Well, that was a large bearded egg. It's a large bearded <laughs> egg. I don't know if I've told you, Mr Diggory, but uh, in the fire, you, you look like a large bearded egg. Hmm. What do you think to that? I, I know it's your son's funeral, but... I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen you so many times before, Lucas. Yeah. But I've never seen you from the angle that I saw you getting out of bed this morning. Yeah, what would you say I looked like? You got up, and I thought, that is a pepper army with spectacles on. Oh, Honestly. <laughs> Do you know what? I've never seen you from the angle of you doing that workout before. Oh, yeah. Do you know what you look like? Tell me, please. Baked bean with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just from the back. Baked bean with a beard. Baked bean with a beard. Two baked beans pushed together. Right. It annoys me that Amos Diggory, a Ministry of Magic official, whose job it is to ring people up when there are muggle emergencies, does not know what a policeman is. <laughs> please man it's a please man right Amos you're sacked <laughs> how do you not know that how long have you worked for the ministry you don't know what a policeman is oh and then they got treated by a dog door <laughs> what it's a doctor you know what these are don't worry I've got a feeling Amos is going to get his just desserts <laughs> <laughs> the most unnecessary comeuppance ever Oh, can't pronounce policeman. Well, let's see your son dead then. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Spoilers? I'm sure we've mentioned it about five times before now. You love it, and it is dead. <laughs> oh, gonna wipe that smile off your face, Amos. Mm, what was that all about? Bye bye! I'm so cocksure. Yeah. But he's, I had a bone to pick with Amos because he's so sceptical. Of what Mad Eye Moody says. So my bye Moody, my bye booby, my bye booby, my bye booby. 
said that he heard someone like messing around. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What did he say? He had an intruder in his yard that was startled by his dustbins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amos Digger, he's in the f- fire, rolling his eyes at him, like, uh, uh, like, uh, each time, uh. <laughs> yeah. Right, he's rolling his eyes at him. Yeah. And in my head, that's inappropriate. It is inappropriate. I-N-A, appropriate. If someone is telling you, like, you know, something has happened to them, why Moody's put away so many people into Azkaban? Is he really one to raise, like, you know, do false alarms? I know. And they're saying the only reason he's gone a bit mad is because of all these enemies he's created and he's just paranoid all the time. Mm. Imagine talking about, like, a war hero like that. Oh, you know what he's like? Dotty old bugger doesn't know what he's talking. <laughs> Excuse me. Batman saved us from death. About some respect. That is the theme of this episode. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. I've noticed, we'll come back to it later on, but yeah. there is a lack of respect for certain people in this chapter. 100%. Especially for these bloody veterans who are putting away dark wizards. Imagine somebody going on FaceTime, going, oh, Captain Tom Moore keeps walking around his garden, rolling his eyes. People do. People do. <laughs> it's disrespectful. And now how do you feel? He's dead, isn't he? Yeah, poor R.I.P. Captain Sir Tom Moore. Do you like that? Do you like that? Not nice, is it? No. You need to think about what you're saying, because you never know when someone's day might be the last. Do you know what? I could genuinely live in this travel lodge room for the rest of my life. Do you know what? It's luxurious. We walked <gasps> in, we were like, whoa! It's really big, and we've got so we've got We're in a corner, so we've got windows either side. Never in my life have I experienced that. It's almost a panoramic view. It is amazing, honestly. We've got some architecture, we've got a park, we can see the road... We can see each other. It's what more do you need? It's a lovely travel lodge bedroom, the best travel lodge bedroom I've ever been in. Mm. Mm. I agree. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now it's on about the bins attacking this intruder. I can't imagine them having bins in the Wizarding World. You think they just uh... they just like magic stuff away, or do you know what I mean? What if he's living in a Muggle neighbourhood though? Where it'd be weird if you weren't putting out bins. Oh, yeah, you'd have to do it for show, wouldn't you? I don't you? think anyone would ever notice that. No. No. I'm sure there's neighbours that don't even take the bins out in my street. I've never, some houses, they never have bins come out of them. There's a very common uh, thing that people say sometimes, where they say, have you ever seen your neighbours bringing in their shopping? Yeah. Most oh. people would say, no, they haven't. I've never seen my neighbours bringing in the shopping, but you have. Uh. I'm going to say no, I've never. Well, why did you first say yeah? Because you were on about the bins. The bins I have. But I said shopping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've not. Exactly. Yeah. So what are you saying? So would you ever notice, if you've never seen someone bringing their shopping, would you notice if you never saw your neighbours part of the bins? Yeah, to be honest, you do hear it. I hear it all the time. Like, How many times do you need to go into your bin tonight? You've been in it 20 times. <laughs> When are you overhearing that? That's me saying that. Going about going into the bins. People mess. I can hit. Oh, down the lids yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody in there nursing a baby. I am. Oh. <laughs> you need maximum two trips to fill a bin, a wheelie bin. That's what I'm going to say. Maximum two trips to fill a wheelie bin. You've got to do your prep in the house. <laughs> Get your bags, tie them up, sorted. Mm. That's mm, our mm, advice. Mm. That's our lesson. Right. Arthur is the only one who can get Mad-Eye Moody off. They finish up their business with Diggory's face in the fire, right? They finish up all <laughs> that yeah. nastiness. But beforehand, Mrs. Weasley puts <laughs> a piece of toast in his mouth. Can I just say? Yeah. Inappropriate. I know. She waited for her husband to leave the room before she did that. Did she? Yeah. That is inappropriate. Yeah. Like, I know she did it with, to be fair, for full disclosure, she did it with a pair of tongs. Yeah. But bearing in mind, he is blazing. He's a fire. He's a fire. So she's not going to put a bare hand in there. Can I just say, if any middle-aged woman feeds me a piece of toast, Martina has the right to be annoyed. Mm-hmm. It's not right. You shouldn't be feeding a married man a piece of toast with tongs. Mm. Oh, 
Bear that so. in mind, Mummy Kirkby. <laughs> what, me mum? Yeah, don't feed your son any toast. Don't feed my son any toast. Just put it on the plate and let me reach out for it. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be getting a black eye from Martina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, don't do that. It's, it's not necessary. Right, so Fred, I don't like this. Dipping back into the theme of respect... Fred, like, like I think someone's sticking up for Mad Eye Moody, saying Dad really likes him, and then yeah. Fred goes, "Dad, Dad collects plugs." Yeah, you're discrediting your own dad now. I know it just seems a bit bad mouth, bad mouthing your own father. Don't worry, Fred and George. I've got a feeling at some point during these books you're going to get your comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember which one it is. Oi, what? Spoilers. Hey, I didn't say it. Excuse me. You're pretty much saying it. <laughs> and your dad's the only one who's fighting your corner in half the time, Fred. I know. Your mum's always slagging you two off, saying you, she wishes you were never born. And your dad's going, oh, no, they're all right. And now you're going, oh, dad's a bit of a twat, though, isn't he? Hey, he's your dad. Without him, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Now, shut up and eat your toast from my hands. And so, they go off to... Uh, catch the Hogwarts Express. Three taxis come to transport these kids, right, and all their trunks. I was thinking, for people who don't want to be discovered, wizards can't half be so terrible at it. Do you know what I mean? They want to be inconspicuous, but they're just so obvious all the time. Oh, and the Weasleys who struggle to make ends meet, they struggle to put food on the table. Order three black cabs to London. <laughs> what? That's going to be like 200 quid from where they are. Bloody hell. Each cab. Hey, look. We've got to get three taxis because we're taking three unnecessary people who aren't even getting the train. We've got Bill, we've got Charlie, we've got me. How many, like, how many of them are there? There's Bill, Charlie, Mummy Weasley, Hermione, Harry, Fred, George... Mm. And Ginny, eight. Right, you can definitely fit them in two taxis. <laughs> or get one like minibus. Oh, yeah. They've not got to, Do you know what? Send all the luggage with an owl. Send all the luggage with an you owl. You seem to think an owl can carry anything. Yeah. Make, it, make it carry a year's worth of luggage. And do you know what? I'm not even being daft, right? Mrs. Weasley, <sighs> Charlie and Bill apparate to Hogwarts with the luggage, then come back and then drop us off at the station. Or just hold our hands and apparate. Apparate to the Hogwarts Express with the luggage. Apparate to the Hogwarts Express with the luggage. Don't be paying hundreds of pounds for a black cab experience. I think this is a black cab experience. <laughs> I think this is the first time in these books where they're really pushing apparating, aren't they? Oh, God. I feel like, yeah. you know, the author's gone, oh, we're going to be using apparating a lot in a few books' time. Yeah. Better get it in now. We haven't had sight nor sound of it from the past three books. Now it's like, apparate, apparate, apparate. Bloody hell, everyone's at it. What's everyone been doing for the past three years? <laughs> oh, we all apparate now. Mm. Oh, we all apparate now. <laughs> but I was wondering, because, like, muggles dress like numpties when they're out and about, like, you know, skirts, well, not skirts, but, like, silly trousers that don't match, rugby shirts... Two yeah. pairs and knickers on. Do they ever see just normal muggle nutters and think they're a wizard? Do they ever go over and go, hey? I reckon 100%. <laughs> I reckon a wizard has seen Monkey Man in Clandidno and thought, he's got to be a wizard, him. <laughs> bloody hell, he's got like bloody red soldier's outfit on and a little baby monkey in a pram. He's got to be a wizard. He's got to be. He's defo a wizard. What about the magic bus lady in Manchester? Oh, I forgot about her. She's got to be a witch, yeah. My son is a doctor. Oh, yeah! And she'd she give you one A4 piece of paper with a whole newspaper worth of articles in size 4 font. She'd be like, read this, it's about conspiracies. What? All right. Bye-bye, have a nice day at uni. <laughs> Where was she going? I don't think she was ever going anywhere. She was always just hanging around Owens Park when I was there. Mm. It was just a woman who was called the Magic Bus Lady because she used to go on the Magic Bus, which does sound very Harry Potter. 
Uh, but yeah, she used to preach. Uh, she once gave me a kiss for my birthday, uh, which was a horrible experience. Magic bus lady. Look her up. Look her up. She's probably on the internet, isn't she? She's got any respect. <laughs> if you've got any respect for yourself, get on the internet. <laughs> Do you not respect yourself, Nana? Get on Google now. God, you've got low self-esteem. Get on the internet. Could you imagine a worse task than getting seven kids with trunks and animals from a home to King's Cross? Yeah. That... I know, honestly. Getting one kid through is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. Oh, nightmare. Especially with Fred and George setting off fireworks in the taxi. Why are they bringing them this year? That was... That was year two you brought them. Hey, they've got to come up with something new every year. They're Fred and George. They come up with pranks. They come up with games. They can't be there. Like, this is the third year in a row they've brought fireworks. Getting stale. Lads, it's getting stale. Hey, what have Fred and George got this year? Well, we got their Philly Buster fireworks. Again. (laughs) Philly Buster fireworks. Again, nothing new. (laughs) No. Right. Yeah. Hmm. It's so sad that they only see their, seem to see their parents for six weeks of the year. Molly Weasley goes, Oh, I suppose you won't be coming home for Christmas with uh, oh, what will be going on, hinting at you know, the Triwizard Tournament. What? They all went hinting like crazy at the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, they love it, don't they? Getting all, us all excited for Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But like, you're just accepting that you're not going to... You wouldn't know your own parents if you only saw them for six weeks of the year growing up. And then I like, know. never again. It's mad, isn't it? Like... Yeah, and they don't even seem that bothered that they're leaving them. It's not even an emotional moment. All right, see ya. See ya then. Bye. She has more of a bloody emotional moment with Harry and Hermione. Thank you so much, Mrs. Weasley, for looking after us. Oh, it was my pleasure. I am glad to. I'm glad to be seeing the back of Mrs. Weasley. Oh yeah, she's outstayed a welcome in this book. Oh. I don't mind her as a person, but uh, her attitude about the owls annoyed me. I'm just flying off the handle every morning, noon and night. Do you really believe that? What? What you just said. She's a nice person. (laughs) You didn't say that. Oh, what did I say? You said she's flying off the handle all the time. Yeah, she is. That's not being a nice person, is it? No, but I think she means well. She just expresses it in the wrong way. Right. I love this uh, only fools and horses inspired... Method of getting to the platform. <laughs> Harry, Ron and Hermione just sidle up to the platform and lean into it. <laughs> Surely they're just going to fall to the ground on the other side. Why have people been doing the run so often as if that isn't... Do you know, if that isn't like... If you don't have to... I thought you had to do a run-up. Go on. Best to do it at a run. That's what I always do. That way you can crash your trolley if Dobby's about. Well, because it's mad, because if you're going... Like, I could imagine being scared of walking through a brick wall. But then, if you're going trolley first, you see the trolley go through, and you think, oh, I'll just keep going. Mm. Follow the trolley. But yeah, they don't even have to run. Why are they pegging it? <laughs> hey, we don't want to attract any attention. Right, I've got my sweatband on and my shorts. Come on. <laughs> Find that tree. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, loads of lovely breadcrumbs, isn't there? Charlie saying, ooh, you'll see me a bit sooner than you think. Mrs. Weasley, oh, I'm glad they've changed the rules. The other one. I'm going to come watch. What? (laughs) Imagine if there wasn't a Triwizard Tournament. What was Bill on about? (laughs) I'm going to come and watch you. It's not even a sports day this year. Bill. (laughs) Bill. Hey, can someone see a tooth on an earring? <laughs> it's me brother! It's me brother! <laughs> I can't go angle see with you. Hey, can anyone see that long ginger hair coming out of the locker? It's me brother watching <laughs> us! He said he would. <laughs> it's me brother! <laughs> Too much time off Gringotts, you've had. Said Yoda. <laughs> They're going on about the different schools in Europe. Bobatons, the other one. Durmstrang. Durmstrang. Nobody knows where they are. 
uh, whatever. <laughs> that was ridiculous, I thought. Oh, they conceal themselves so nobody knows where they are. Right, come on. You don't even know what country it's in. Like Hogwarts, people know it's in Scotland. Mm. Don't be daft. You can wa- You can literally watch the train. No. Get there. <laughs> How do they not know what country Durmstrang's in? And Bobotop. Ooh, ooh, eh, Madame Maxine. Ooh, eh, Madame Maxine. I wonder what country that school's in. They all speak French. My guess is Austria. <laughs> Nobody's ever been able to figure out where Beaubaton's is. <laughs> the hell? Ooh, gay Paris, gay Paris. <laughs> Ooh, le garçon, où est le fille? No idea. Maybe, uh, maybe Norway? That'd be the equivalent of some English kid going, London, London, where is the boy? Where is the girl? <laughs> London, London. <laughs> Paris, où est la fille, où est la garçon? <laughs> it's what they say down in London. London, <laughs> London, where is the boy? Where is the girl? London, London. <laughs> what me and Martina heard all the time the other week. Malfoy was going on about how he should have gone to Durmstrang because there at Durmstrang they teach you the dark arts for Christ's oh, sake. Oh yeah, they teach you the dark arts, right? And Malfoy and Ron goes, "Wish he had gone there. It's obviously some, oh, it's obviously somewhere cold. And if I'd have gone there too, I could have pushed him off a glacier, and no one would have suspected a thing." This is unprovoked um, yeah. planning of murder so yeah. far. Yeah, M- maybe you should have gone to Durmstrang, Ron. <laughs> you evil git. You evil git. Planning his death before he's even arrived at Hogwarts. Bloody hell. But ima- I'm imagining what dark arts they teach at Durmstrang. Imagine that. Right, in today's lesson, we're going to be learning Avada Kedavra. So uh, we've got a few innocent people who uh, you can practice on. See if you can kill them, kids. See if you can kill them, kids. <laughs> now, it works best if you sound like you're in the middle of a yawn while you say it. Wonder <laughs> pair. Voldemort, do you want to just finish your yawn before killing me? Oh, off to bed. I'm absolutely bushwhacked after He was their killing. friend. He was there, friend. Your hands all sweaty. Watch out for the tree. Mark that tree. All right, George of the Jungle. He sounds like Wallace and Gromit, doesn't he? He does in that second film when his balls are breaking. <laughs> Not balls are breaking. <laughs> that was a mixture between balls are dropping and voices breaking. When his balls are breaking. You're breaking my balls, Harry Potter. You're breaking my balls. Please sleep with me. <laughs> Mark that tree. Your hands all sweaty. Right. Yeah, and then uh, Malfoy comes in and he starts ribbing Ron, going, <laughs> what a beautiful dress. It's really funny, he goes, um, "He goes, look at this, said Malfoy in ecstasy. Oh, <laughs> he was in ecstasy, listeners and viewers. He couldn't believe his look. I think when you like taking the piss out of someone and you find a great bloody maroon dress robe, you're going to be in ecstasy, aren't you? Mm. Oh, the delights. Oh, you're going to get three weeks out of this, I reckon. <laughs> Winding him up about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Ron is so upset about it. He's furious at being, having his dress road made fun of. And it's like, mate, a minute ago, you plan on murdering him. Yeah. Like, I think this complete... Sure, I think... The one in the wrong is the one threatening murder. If I came in making fun of you, yeah. you, you came in making fun of me going, oh, yeah, you, you tell lies and you're sloppy when you eat and you half listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, if I said that, yeah. And I was like, and then I came back to you and said, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to murder you, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm the one in the wrong. You are the wrong in the wrong. <laughs> the wrong in the wrong. The one in the wrong. Yeah. It's You've got, right, look. If someone has a go at you, you've got to have a proportional response. If someone says to you, you smell, you turn round and say, you stink. Yeah. If someone turns to you and says, you're lazy, you turn to them and say, you're stupid. You don't have someone turn to you and say, you've got a funny dress robe 
and you turn around and say, I'm going to push you off an icy cliff. <laughs> it's disproportional. Or proportionate. Oh. Do you, know, do you know what else made me laugh? Just on about them concealing the castles, right? Like, they conceal the schools so that nobody can reveal their secrets. Yeah, yeah. Why have these schools got these secrets? It's a school. <laughs> you teach the syllabus, you get the kids the qualifications sorted. Why have they got all these? Like, what are they? Oh, I've just found out at Durmstrang you have to do religious studies as a compulsory GCSE. <gasps> Bloody hell. Ooh, at Beaubatons, they make you do two languages, French and German. Well, they should know French. <laughs> Bloody hell. I've heard in Hogwarts, the heads of house by year seven's a broom. What? <laughs> Bloody hell, it should be a secret. That's terrible. I've heard the headmaster hides and watches them looking in the mirror. <laughs> what the hell? You want to keep this a secret? Madame Maxine, it was in your greatest interest if you don't tell anyone about my midnight antique antics. <laughs> well, okay, as long as you don't tell them that I sometimes watch the girls in the flame field. And also, I must say, my gamekeeper fancies you. Will you kiss him? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And hey, if you didn't remember, Neville's fat. Hey. And in the carriage came Seamus, no description, Dean, no description, and pudgy old Neville. Lots of description. We have to remember that Neville's got a round face and he's got pudgy hands. You need to remember this, everyone. Remember, remember, Neville is fat. <laughs> There's so much stuff to, like, so much emphasis on it. There's one point where, because Neville's really sad that he's missed out on the Quidditch World Cup. And then it's like, oh, have a look at this. It's a figure of Victor Crumb. Mm. And it says, and Ron placed the figure of Crumb in Neville's pudgy hand. Don't need pudgy. He put it in his hand. I want to imagine the figure of Victor Crumb, not the hand. <laughs> Naughty. I do feel bad for Neville. I imagine his nan doesn't let him do anything. Well, you know, he's got his just desserts. <laughs> <laughs> he got exactly what he was asking for. Yeah. I do, I do feel so, like there's some kids at school whose parents would never let them do anything. You know, like if you were having a party or going somewhere and you're like, oh, my mum and dad won't let me go this weekend. Mm. It's like, oh, come on, you're 15 now. You can't come to a party or you can't come to the cinema. Mm. Made me sad. Yeah, well, mm. I, I assumed I was never allowed to do stuff, so I never asked. You never asked. You just stayed at home, didn't I, you? I assumed the answer was no. Now look at me. <laughs> in a bedroom with another man <laughs> hey that's what happens when you get to 18 look listeners I know we have a few listeners who are younger than 18 perhaps maybe your parents don't let you do what you want well when you are 18 you can go to as many hotels with as many men as you like that's what we do right how many bearded eggs in a fire are you giving this chapter out of five? Oh, I like this one um, I like the chapter. It was good. There was nothing extraordinary about it. Um, it was a bit of fun, though. I like the idea of them being in a taxi. Uh, I like the idea of Crookshank scratching a taxi driver's leg. Uh, they're getting on the train, and we're at Hogwarts. I'm excited to be back at Hogwarts. Uh, but it wasn't amazing. It was all right. It was a bit of all right. I'm going to give it a middling three bearded eggs in a fire out of five. Lovely. What a bold review. Myself started reading this chapter and I liked it. We had a few different things happening, you know, a bit of eavesdropping, you know, a man in a fire. Wow. <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> Just wow, man in a fire. He's back my drink out. A journey to platform nine and three quarters. No one annoyed me and it was a shorty. I'm going to give it four bearded eggs in a fire out of five. Wunderbar. Right. Are you ready 
for this week's tantalizing, teasing, arousing segment quiz. Quiz, 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 of Dr. Filibuster Firework. What's the full name of that? Oh. Dr. Filibusters. Uh, uh, I know wet starts in it. Uh, Dr. Filibusters. Oh, you're not going to give me Dr. Filibuster Fireworks. No. You got, this is a quiz. Aren't you, you think you're, just, you're doing a driving exam? <laughs> And you are, I mean, you stall. You don't, you're stalling right now. Yeah, yeah, I am stalling. You're allowed so many stalls. All right. Dr. Filibusters. Uh, non-combustible wet start fireworks. Oh. What is it? Wrong. It's Dr. Filibusters no heat wet start fireworks. Uh, Question two. Yeah. What colour is the Hogwarts Express? Scarlet. Correct. Question three. When uh, did the train lanterns, when were they lit? Midday. Correct. What is the last word of the chapter? Uh, Hogwarts. No. What? It's castle. Ah, come on. Unfortunately, Mr. Kirby, you have failed the quiz. Quiz, 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 our next two dates, we are in Denby on the 12th of February and we are in Leicester on the 16th of February. We would love to see you there. So catch us uh, Denby in North Wales and Leicester around about the Midlands. Um, you can come and see us there. All of our dates, we've got eight dates left on the tour. They're all at pottervision.com. If you would like to support the show, we'd love to receive your support. Patreon.com slash pottervision. We currently have 22 Bonus episodes with another one every half a month. And uh, there's loads of other, goody, other goodies. There's key rings, there's posters, there's stickers, there's videos from us. There's access to a Discord. There's behind-the-scenes videos. It's a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, you can just follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Pottervision and give us a five-star review if you could. That would be lovely. Next week, we're on episode 69, if you don't mind my saying so. It's chapter 12 of The Goblet of Fire. The Triwizard Tournament. Sam, you have been a wonderful Brighton boy. And you have been a walnut-headed Kirkby lad. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pottervision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.